everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in for our third episode, the interview process in the hospitality industry. We have a very special guest today, and I'm so excited for all of you to meet her. She's a successful general manager at a hotel right here in the Pittsburgh area, and also my good friend. While she was my boss, I learned so much from her. We w we truly made a very good team. She's a great leader, and personally, it was a privilege to work with her. So be sure to listen carefully to what she has to say, because trust me, it will only be good, and it can only help you. So let's welcome Jessica Saborowski, the general manager at a hotel right here in Pittsburgh. Jessica, thank you so much for taking the time to being here with us. Welcome. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. How are you? Oh, fine, thanks. Living Everything uh, all right with this global chaos that we live in right now? So weird. Oh, I know. New normal. We'll see. <laughs> I know, right? The new normal. <laughs> so I'm so excited for you to be here with us because I think that in the interview process, you have a lot of good input. And like I said before, while I work with you, I learned a lot about interviews and about that interview process and how to hire people successfully so that, you know, you have a good team. So I wanted to start by asking you or if you can tell us a little bit about your career. How did it start and how did you get to where you are now? Um, yeah, great question. So I have always wanted to be in part, a part of hotels. I remember as a child, as early as like, well, saying that one day I was going to own my own hotel, you know, big dreams. Small dreams. Yeah. Um, but it really took shape, I guess. After school, I went to a business school for hospitality and travel. And I started at a Best Western in Winchester, Virginia. And the owner was also the GM. And I cannot express, one, the patience he had for <laughs> a person like me. He, you know, I walked in there, binder ready, eager. It was my first big girl job. I was super excited, and he took that enthusiasm and ran with it. He he was willing to let me go as far as I wanted to. They trained me very quickly. They trained me on everything, which I think really benefited me. Yeah. So we had, it was right off the highway, and we had a lot, like a trucking company that would stay with us, and they only had the room for X amount of hours. So they would get back on the road and we did not have housekeeping 24-7 so that meant the front desk hey guess what you're going to clean these rooms because we're going to turn around and sell them yeah so it was a good learning experience it sort of brought me in from the ground up and getting used to the multitasking and having to be everywhere and do everything mm -hmm. and just the consistent craziness <laughs> the <laughs> the no the hospitality so, word it's not crazy at all <laughs> <laughs> It was, you know, it was truly great. I uh, credited a lot of my life to them. And then I uh, had to move back to Pennsylvania. I uh, decided, you know what, let's see how far I can take this. I found out there was a holodome that still exists, which are hotels that do not exist anymore. And that's where I got most of my experience as far as serving and banquets and bartending a little bit. And uh, front desk, night audit housekeeping, the whole nine yards. That's where I started to learn about chemicals and pools. And then from there, I really fell in love with uh, IHG as a brand. Okay. Uh, I definitely drink the IHG Kool-Aid. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> It's, it's a know, cool company. It's a yeah, it's a cool company. <laughs> it is, and that's where I met one of, in my opinion, the great. And she is the first person that made me a manager and took me into the sky's limit. And then I landed in Pittsburgh. Here we are. <laughs> 
Awesome. That sounds awesome. And and it sounds like a lot of your experience and how you grew was, you know, taking on that working in each department, training in everything, you know, taking trainings that you might not even think are going to be useful for you. But, you know, take it. If they're free, take them. That's always the motto. If they're free, oh. just take them. <laughs> Because <laughs> they can only help Absolutely. you. <laughs> you know, it's it's a life lesson, a job lesson, a career lesson. Take it however you want. There's no such thing as bad knowledge. Yeah, I agree. Everything you learn, you can take with you in one way or another. I completely agree. I so agree with that. And through that process, when you went to that Best Western for the first time on your first job, how was your experience um, going through the inter- interview? Like, what was going through your mind? Were you nervous? Like, how did you Well, you know, so at first when I got there, I was not nervous. I was your typical early 20s, fresh out of college. I am the greatest and everybody's going to love me. So at first (laughs) I would say I was not nervous. And then I think a couple of questions in when they would, you know, their standard interview questions, I feel like a lot of people ask. And when I didn't have the answer, my Miss Know-It-All attitude (laughs) took a plummet into the ground. And I became extremely nervous. I was shaking like a leaf. I think at at least one point he said, do you just want to take a break? Do you... (laughs) <laughs> Would you like to step outside, you know? And I, I think he could see, like, oh, God, I rattled this girl, you know? And um, it, he was very comforting, very soothing, fantastic. That is so, so cool. I, yeah. Well, at least he was like that, and he wasn't, like, rude or anything. No, <laughs> Just can you imagine? <laughs> oh, when he called me to tell me that they were offering me the job, I repeated my name, and when I interviewed and asked if he was sure... <laughs> He was like, yes, I think you'll be a great addition. I was like, I'm not going to push my luck. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> In my first week, I think, I must have asked a thousand questions of, what made you decide me? What? What did I do in my interview that you thought I was the good choice? Did they tell you the answer? Yeah. He said, you know what? After doing this for so many years and seeing so many people come through, he said, I could tell you wanted it and you were taking it seriously. It wasn't just a job. This was a stepping stone. And as nervous as you were, you handled it. And maybe physically you might have looked a little scared, but (laughs) you never wanted to stop for one second. And I thought that you had those intangible, you know, stuff that you can't teach people. Yeah. Lucky for him, he was right. (laughs) Well, he was definitely right because you're wrong yeah. I'm not telling you because that you're my friend I'm just telling you because I had I've had other bosses before and from other episodes that we've had in this podcast and in the YouTube channel I've talked about different experiences and what I tried not to do as a boss when it was my turn to manage people because I didn't want the same thing to be done to me when they did it so oh, it's it's like super cool that they took the time to recognize that and be like, yes, I mean, it's it's an interview. Everyone gets nervous. I think 100% of the people at some point in the interview get nervous because you don't exactly know the territory. You don't exactly know what they're going to ask. You're going into a new environment. So I think that nervousness, it doesn't play a, a role in in you making a decision. You know, when you're oh, making, when you're doing an interview and someone's nervous, you, you already know people are going to be nervous. Because obviously they need the job, you know, so... <laughs> 
for one reason or another. But along that same line, and having that experience with that first job where they supported you so much and like gave you, they can say, the opportunity to do it. When you became a general manager or a manager, assistant general manager or front desk manager, what were you looking for in a team? Like, what were your expectations? I think that at different points in my life, I was looking for different things when it came to a team. At the very beginning, working at a limited service hotel with a skeleton crew, my biggest concern was how well can my team multitask while working together and a divide and conquer attitude because they didn't see each other very often. It was very minimalistic, so they had to be able to communicate and trust each other without really spending a whole lot of time together. Uh, so I needed strong personalities that were able to accomplish those set of goals. I think at a, um, well, and that was more extended stay, I guess, the extended stay brand. Limited service where I am now and as a GM, I think it is more important to have certain people who are strong-willed, a diverse collection of attitudes, if that makes mm. sense. Um, yeah. I think that it's important to have have people who are stronger in some areas, maybe with customer service and energy and able to talk to people. And then I need a couple of people filtered into that who can sort of tame that down who are the more logical and calm and responsive and thinkers. Yeah. Along with some people who are trying to grow, some people who are trying to learn. I think that it takes a collective group of people with different skill sets. That's yeah. the thing I would say that I think is important at this point in my career. Yeah, I agree because in a hotel, I think you have to you have to have that balance and that um yeah that balance that that balance of different aspects that people can do well you know, like their strength and oh absolutely it's 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 very important because you you cannot have type A people all the time 24 hours a day working in the same place because they're gonna crash. More, I mean, people clash either way, but they're going to clash more often well, than if you have. I think that. I, I think that it's just important to, you know, going back to the whole no knowledge is bad knowledge. I think it's important to learn different types of people. I think that it is important to learn different personalities and how to work with that. Working at a hotel, it, it doesn't matter what department you work in. You're always going to come across the guest. You're always going to come across a guest who does not have the same personality as you, does not yeah. have the same, even the opposite personality of you. You know, you, you have to deal with so many different types of people that I think that it's important and your team can only be stronger and grow if you have that mix of personalities. And I think that your guests will appreciate that and will be taken care of better if your team knows how to collectively handle every type of person and what a person is looking for. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that is um, something super important. And sometimes I think that people don't consider that because I've been to places where you can see it. You can see that it's it's just off balance. It's not right. And sometimes people just to fill in opposition don't truly evaluate the candidate as they should. So how do you evaluate the candidate? Do you have like a specific mode that you do things or what do you take in account? Like what's important to you when you're evaluating a candidate? Well, several things. If you are in a specific brand, for me personally, being in a specific brand, I like to take their thought of what interview questions 
question should look like. If okay. your company that you work for, the management company, has a specific set of questions that they want, the job description, and I like to shake people up a little bit. I think too many times people are interviewing and they get so mindset on, I need to answer these questions correctly, that they forget to show their personality. And yeah. I think that it can be difficult for them and therefore I think it's part of the person who is conducting the interview to bring that personality out in hospitality at least. It's very easy to teach somebody a system, how to clean a room, how to fix things, how to check somebody in, check somebody out, you know, make reservations. It's very easy to teach stuff like that. What you can't teach is if I rattle you a little bit and throw you off guard, how do you handle yourself? If I ask you a question that might seem a little bizarre, how how do you respond to me? Do you make certain faces? Do you get nervous? Are you looking for just the right answer, what you think I want to hear? Or are you letting your personality out? And I think that's important in both aspects. I am a strong believer in as much as I am interviewing somebody, they are also interviewing our company. And they're interviewing our company based off of how they feel about me. So yeah. I take that responsibility and I think that the combined two, those are important aspects to me. It's not necessarily the schooling that you have. Obviously, you know, that's going to give you an upper hand if you have taken classes that are directed towards the job that you're interviewing. Like if you have gone to a hospitality school, obviously you're going to have the upper hand to somebody who doesn't because you're going to have at least an idea of general questions I'm going to ask. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that that is always the most important part. I think that it really has to do with specific people and how well you you mesh, basically. Yeah, I think like, it's important to be yourself. Yeah, the character of the person. Yeah. And you know what you said in the hospitality industry, but this happens everywhere. In our YouTube video, the last video that we uploaded, and you guys can go and watch it. It's in our YouTube channel, and the description will be right here in the podcast description. The link, I'm sorry, it's going to be in the podcast, podcast description. And it's a Spanish video, but I did put in English subtitles. So you guys can watch it, obviously, if you don't speak Spanish. And I'm talking to the uh, nutrition director at this health and rehab center. It's like a hospital for um, the elderly, basically. And she runs the, the nutrition department, so she has to run the kitchen department as well. So it's very similar how they run things to hospitality, and it's very interesting. And one of the things that she said was exactly what you said. You have to know the personality of the person because there's skills that you can teach. She can teach them to do certain things, but she cannot teach them the personality. So this is something that happens in I, I believe in all industries unless you're working by yourself in a box and with no human contact I, yeah. I think <laughs> any any industry that you have contact with people will need a good character will need a good personality because if not it's just not going to work you know I actually now that I think about it too it actually might even be more important now with so many jobs that will be at home or interview processes that will be on the phone or virtually I think that bringing out your personality making you stand out is going to be imperative moving yeah forward. I really do Yeah, and try to be prepared. A lot of people forget to prepare themselves for interviews. Whenever I went to an interview, and I don't know about you, but me, 
I used to look up everything about that company. Who's oh. the owner? What's the management like? I went to Glassdoor, looked at reviews, you know, try to find out as much information as I could so that I was prepared to not only for questions that they might ask, but prepared for questions that I have about them. Because we have to, like you said, we have to mesh. So, and we have to match either with values or beliefs or whatever. So it has work to be ethic. a match. You can, yeah, work ethic. You cannot be somewhere where, you know, people are not on your same kind of, not mindset, but you know what I mean. I do. are in the same space. I do. Sense. I completely agree. That's why, you know, I said I, I do the same thing. Anytime I've been to an interview, I will dig and Google and yeah. research and ask people and, you know, find if somebody left a comment somewhere or on the website or anything like that, if I can find their information and say, hey, I heard that you know this person or you've worked with this person, I'm planning to do an interview, uh, I, I will dig as far as I can because it is important and it is an interview both ways yeah exactly exactly and sometimes that i think that is one of the most common mistakes that people do that they don't go prepared they don't go to an interview prepared enough to answer those questions and i think that it's not only one mistake that people do a common mistake but i think it's one of the biggest mistakes do you think that there's like common mistakes that people do that are truly just wrong and do, do they affect your final decision? For me, for instance, and I'm sure you know this because you work with me, <laughs> but for me, after the interview, when people start calling me five times a week, yes. a week to ask me if I made my decision, you know, it's an immediate, I am not even gonna, I'm not considering you. I'll call you the next day and I'll be like, listen, no, because <laughs> You, I mean, you can do a follow-up email. You can do a follow-up call. I'm fine with that. I have no issues with that at all. But calling me five times a day, all week, I mean, I I end my interviews always saying I'm making my decision more or less in this time. I'll let you know whether it's yes or no. I'll send you an email. I'll call you or whatever. So that's the one for me. Do <laughs> you have one of those mistakes that you're like, oh, my God? Yes, I actually – so there's – a one in two part, there is the typical answers off Google. People will, for some reason, type into Google some form of a question of answers to these questions. What to say in an interview or something like that. And with that always comes one of the biggest questions that people are always asked during interviews is, tell me one of your biggest weaknesses. And a lot of people think, oh, I need to give one of those answers that is a weakness that turns into a positive. <laughs> and where a lot of people who are conducting interviews may appreciate that, I absolutely do not. Listen, everybody I have interviewed has given that same answer. When I'm asking that question, it's not because I didn't think that nobody else has ever asked you that or it's some, you know, mind-rocking question. It is obviously a standard question. What I'm looking for is, what are you going to say and how are you going to say it and is it honest? Exactly, honesty. Because it says everything about your personality. I am one of those people, I like my team members, I like everybody within my team to be able to be honest. And be honest with yourself, 
be honest with me. We can't work through problems. We can't solve problems. We can't grow. We can't be better if you're not honest. So if I know my specific weaknesses, now some of them to some people can seem not terrible and seem like a positive. However, if I'm giving it to you as my weakness, I'm telling you, listen, this is not my strong suit. These are problems that I have yeah. to work through. So this is something that I have to work hard at. And I'm very honest with that. And I think that people should be honest when people say, oh, I just worked too hard. And I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> Do you you know, those are one of those killer moments for me where it can make or break it an interview, to be honest. Yeah. So basically, if they are not honest, then it's a no-no for you, right? I mean, not all. There are some times when somebody has given me an answer and I've said, can you give me an answer you haven't Googled? Can you give me something more raw? And if they answer, I'm more likely to say, hey, you know what? You're moving up to the top of the list. If they don't or I don't ask that secondary question, chances are there have been other little things where the interview is already not going well. And it's just something that I'm going to have to look back at my notes with everybody and really consider. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because if they do answer you when, you know, when you tell them, can you give me an answer that you didn't Google? If they do yeah. answer you, that shows, you know, a little bit of, oh, okay, they caught me. So at least I can, you know, at least they're honest at that moment. At yeah, some point they were on. kind of rocks people a little bit. And here's the thing. you In hotels, you need to expect to be rocked. It's not very script-like where you can say what you're going to say and you know what the other person's going to say and you know what your response is going to be. Yeah. Sometimes you are caught off guard. And if I do that to you in an interview and you can handle yourself, that tells me when a guest throws you off or a client throws you off, you know how to adapt and change and answer the person. I think that those are important skills. Yeah. And I think that in going to the next question that I have, I'm going to tie them up together. I think that when you have employees and when you hire employees that not necessarily have the most experience, it's easier to not, I don't want to say mold them, but yeah, to kind of yeah, mold them. I don't, I don't have another word for it to what that specific property is. Cause for example, when I worked at the nightclub and when I started my career, the first time that I was a manager was at a nightclub. So for me, experience was not very important. Because in that nightclub, I started, I went to an interview for to be a waitress. And the manager at the time said, oh, we don't need a waitress today. We need a bartender. Have you ever bartended before? And I said, no. <laughs> I took bartending classes, but I don't think that counts. <laughs> and he was like, well, this is your post. Just do what you can. That's how I started. That's how my my hospitality career started. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So when I um, moved up to management, then experience for me really didn't matter that much because I was like, well, if I did it and I and I became a manager in that place because they molded me to how they wanted me to react and how they wanted me to act in certain places. Till this day, I have things that I've learned from them and I still carry. And it, it just shaped my management way. So my question is... <laughs> going to my question, is if you prefer to hire um, people or to hire candidates with experience, with previous experience or not? Oh, 
See, that's a really tough question. I understand what you're saying. I think that sometimes it it can be a a lot easier to hire somebody with even any kind of experience at all. I think that sometimes it, when somebody has that basic knowledge or understanding of what it's like to be on the working side when you are dealing with the public, I think that it can be very beneficial. And I think that that is an easier way to look at it. I think that complications can come in because like you said, it shaped you um, during your experience and you have carried a lot of that through your management style. Yeah, I think that that is true for a lot of people. And I think that if somebody, you know, like something that they did or they learned or somebody taught them, they carry that. And it might be completely different from the way this team handles that. So I think that it can also be challenging. I think that it can be hard to break, for better lack of terms, bad habits and reteach somebody. It's sometimes more difficult to reteach than hiring somebody who may not have experience in a hotel but has experience in a restaurant or a nightclub or a bar. I think that it also can be beneficial hiring somebody who has no experience at all. Somebody who didn't even know that they were interested. You know, you're very familiar with somebody that worked on our team who had no intentions other than needed a college job and we, you you interviewed first and really liked his personality and stuff and said, hey, we should try this and we did and who knew? Yeah, know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, fantastic. Hotel, you know, yeah, is a joking name that we have for him. But you know, it's one of those things. He didn't even know that he wanted anything to do with hotels. And I think that sometimes people just fall into it. Sometimes not having any experience in going solely off personality and how you feel their work ethic is can be extremely beneficial. Yeah, that's what that happened to me. I became a bar. I was a bartender for eight years thanks to that job. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it it shaped it shaped my whole career. I was in college, and yes, I was studying hospitality management, but I wasn't very sure. I wanted to be a chef. That was my idea. But then I went to a kitchen, and I saw how they worked in the kitchen and how they yelled at you. And I was like, no, this is not for me. I am not going to be being yelled at all day, everything. No, I'm not doing it. So I changed gears a little bit, and I was like, maybe I should go into, like, bartending or restaurants and stuff like that (laughs) so I was like no chef for me thank you very much I am good In, you know, like one to eat your food, I will cook in my kitchen. I'm not yeah, doing this and you know I love to cook, and I spend my days cooking. I can cook all day if you let me, and, and bake, and do all sorts of things. But, you know, I do it in, in calm mode. No one's yelling at me, or pushing me, or screaming at me. I don't know. I don't think, and I disagree with that. I don't, and I've had talks with friends of mine that are chefs, and chefs, and they have their own restaurants, and I've always said to them, like, dude, you don't have to yell it's it's a human being who you're talking to and he's like oh, i just get caught up in the adrenaline and i'm like that's why you have so had such high turnover <laughs> no one can say because you keep yelling <laughs> you need to stop <laughs> 
So, see, that would be important in the interview process, how people handle under high-stress situations where somebody is consistently yelling at you. You know, that's actually kind of beneficial in the hotel industry, too. You know, in hospitality, I mean, sometimes people just want to yell. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I didn't want to work in a kitchen because I didn't want to get yelled at. And then I went to other places, like the nightclub, for example. The owner yelled at me multiple times, made me cry a couple times. Then I went to another job and they yelled at me too and then you know and uh, people yell at me all the time customers bosses managers everyone so I'm here like I might as well have been a chef like people are yelling me at at, at, either way (laughs) like what is going on See, those are people's personalities coming out there. So yeah. And that's what they express it. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, in, in, in my career, and I'm sure you're going to agree with this, it's very difficult to retain employees, especially good employees. You know, it might be from different from the corporate office to an employee being just plain old lazy to a manager that is just rude and offensive to people and yells at people. I um, mean, we've seen that too. So I, I, it, I find it very frustrating when you go through this interview process and you do all the paperwork and they start and then they they don't measure up. You just realize, oh my God, this is not going to work. This person fooled me and I made a bad decision and it's just so frustrating. Is it frustrating for you too? Um, Yes and no. I think that where, yes, it can feel frustrating. I think that and you know this from experience, I think it's an important learning moment where let's see what you can do to bring out what you saw in them in the interview because you obviously saw something I uh, am a big believer on trust your gut if you think that you saw something and you hired this person see if you can dig in where yes maybe you did make a bad decision and also maybe the other the person on the other side made uh, the wrong decision for them in accepting it a lot of times I am big on how I feel so I got so used to using I statements that I start to feel like, oh my gosh, I failed. I was unable to bring out what I saw in this person. I know that they have potential. I wasn't able to build off of that. I like to take a lot of the self-blame in those aspects, but I also think that an employee not measuring up after the interview process, it is frustrating. It is a million different ways. I think it depends on how you look at it, but it's always a learning experience experience. Sometimes it challenges your management skills and where you think you know how to train people and where you think you know how to guide people into a career setting. Sometimes you have to change that and sometimes that's all it takes and then you do find that greatness. And sometimes you try a million different ways and realize that there's not anything you're going to be able to do that collectively on both sides it was just not the right fit and you guys jumped too soon or made a rash decision and and sometimes it just happens like that. But at the very least, it's a learning experience. And I think that you can take something away from it. Yeah. And how do you retain the good employees then? Because in the in the that's, industry, it's a little bit difficult part. to retain good people, whether they get 
tired. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes people want to advance their career, and we've seen this a lot. But there's no space for it at the moment, so they get tired and they leave. Or I don't know. There's another employee that's just not very good, and the person doesn't want to be there anymore, and they leave. So, how, what do you find effective to retain good employees? Well, you know, that's funny. <laughs> Why? I think that so I hear a lot of people use these terms, and knowing me personally, you know, I struggle a lot with this because it's very hard for me to say, you know, good employees and bad employees. I have team members who I think are very strong and positive, and I talk about the bowl of fruit a lot. You know, you have a fresh bowl of fruit, and all it takes is one rotten piece that you just stick on top, and it spreads instantly and it's terrible and it can ruin all of the fresh fruit really fast and I think that's how negative attitudes go I think that there are people who don't know how to be positive I don't think that they know how to be team members and I think that they destroy a lot of the possibility of retaining good employees that's a, a constant struggle I think people have there's also retaining good employees is going to be great for a time but eventually the reality is if they truly are great employees and they are advancing and they are taking on the workload, they are going to move on. And you have to not look at that as a bad thing, but saying, hey, you know what? This person touched my life. I touched theirs. Maybe we learned something from each other. We both grew. And where there's not a place for them to move up here, I'm really excited that they are able to advance somewhere else. So retaining good employees, every time I hear that, I almost cringe inside because I think, how how do you do that? You know, because if they're great, they're going to leave on their own because obviously they are going to see something in themselves. And if you are, in my opinion, a good manager, you will give them the confidence to do that. Yeah. So you're almost kicking yourself in the butt because you're giving them the confidence to go out on their own and you're not retaining them. Well, um, and it's also hard because there are other times when you have great employees that you are able to retain and, you know, they're happy and they're satisfied and they're comfortable and they're just fine right where they are and you have this, these other team members who just sometimes jealousy takes over and I think that sometimes people are naturally negative yeah. and I think that those people can be difficult and their attitudes can be difficult and I think that that has a huge effect um, from employees that are for better lack of terms mediocre and employees that are good and employees that are great and one toxic person yeah. or attitude can ruin all of it and sometimes it can be difficult to get rid of that and then you lose a lot of great employees i mean just from us working together we saw some rock stars coming yeah come and go some of them hurt it was hard (laughs) some of them hurt a lot some of them hurt a lot and and they hurt a lot because sometimes we knew exactly what it was and it was out of our hands it was out of our control and that is so frustrating because you know what you have in front of you and you know that it's good and you know that you should have it on your side but then you have this other side of the thing that it's like yeah but you can't (laughs) 
<laughs> so even though you want it so much, this other side is saying, mm, not really. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So that it, makes it, it so frustrating. It is. It, and that goes back to, again, where personalities and honesty is so important. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's really important to surround yourself and try to not only maintain, but continuously do interviews. And the more interviews you do, the more you understand what you're looking for. The more interviews you do and people come in and it's not what you thought or that for one reason or another they didn't end up staying and they didn't work well with the team, it's important. All of it, all of it is so important because that's how you're going to get your strong team. Yeah. That's how and how that they're going to be maintained. Yeah, and that's how they're going to keep motivated because when motivation goes away, then, you know, you start seeing the employee just crumble because they're yes, not I agree. motivated to be there. They they just don't want to anymore. Yeah. And then, I, I've seen it. Yeah. And speaking about that, because we're we're talking about a lot what we as managers have to do to retain employees, to know what qualities to look for when we're hiring, to for that interview process to be effective, um, and all of the things that we've talked about. But for employees, what should employees in the industry have in mind to keep keep their jobs and develop their careers? I think there are several important aspects. Know what you want out of your career. Know how to ask for it. Know how to be honest enough with yourself to know your weaknesses and your strengths and communicate them with people who are above you, people who will be on your side, people who will want to help you grow. I think it is very important to understand those things about yourself and what you want and knowing how how to communicate to go after. You know, for example, I had a boss who is essentially the person that made me a manager. And I was, she watched me and I was working 3 to 11. It's a super fun hotel. And I say super fun because I was in my early 20s. I would not want to do that now, but you know, it was exciting and fun and I was on top of my game and it was nothing for me to check in at an obscene amount of people and I would work hours and it seemed like I never slept because I just was having so much fun and at one point she was like, what, what, like, do you want to work 3 to 11 your whole life? Do you want to be friends? Like, what do you want to do? And I was like, no, I want to own my own hotel. I want to run my own hotel. And she was like, okay, well, you're great with the guests, but what about everything else you know let let me give you other responsibilities let me see what you are capable of let's see what we need to work on and I you know it was a great moment for me because I was like throw it all at me again I got into that young mindset where I was just at that place where I thought I knew everything so absolutely give it to me and I was very humbled very quickly into hey guess what you don't know how to do this yeah there's something you don't know and it, it was a learning moment, and I think that that is so important. You have to know what you want, and you have to know how to accept and acknowledge your where you need to learn and grow, where, where you need to be taught. Yeah. If you expect to advance in your career, if you expect to develop and rise above, for better lack of term. I know I say that a lot, but sometimes I just can't get the verbiage out. <laughs> And you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> we all understand what you're saying. <laughs>
But yeah, and that's super so, important to like knowing where you want to go, knowing what you want to do. Absolutely. So those would be the things. Know what you want, know who you are, know how to ask for it, and know how to communicate it. Yeah, that's in communication. Communication is so important. I can do a whole episode about communication, and it will be three hours long. Because communication oh. is so important, and people don't know how to communicate. They just don't oh, understand right. how communication works. That's because communication is so broad, and I think because there's verbal and nonverbal and visual and silent, there's so many different types of communication that I think language barriers and loss of senses or extra senses mm-hmm. or heightened senses, senses. So I think that, yeah, communication. That's, that's like a three-day topic. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a three-day topic. It is. I've been battling with doing a communication episode because I'm like, people are not going to listen to me talk for that long. So I think I'm going to break it up and do different episodes about communication in different ways, I guess, yeah, um, and do something. Because I feel like people need to hear about communication. And especially um, Latinos in the United States, we need to hear about communication because we need to understand the different culture so that we can understand what things we can say and we cannot say. And you know this happened to me a lot. When I work with you, one of the issues that I had was language because for those of you that don't know, my first language is Spanish. So Sometimes I would say things in English, just translate it as I'm thinking them in Spanish. And in my culture, they mean something, but here it means another thing when I translate it. So it's very important for us to work in our communication, especially if you live in a place that the the language you speak is not the most spoken language. So you have to learn how to tweak what you're going to say so that it doesn't come out as rude or anything like that. It's just how you express it. So you I know, think and that, that, yeah, was, go ahead. that was one of those things because how many times did we have to step away for a second where I was like, listen, I understand what you were trying to say. <laughs> However, what you just said was that, and that is very abrupt. Sometimes people don't handle being talked to this way. You know, yeah. and you were like, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean it that way. I wasn't trying to be rude or offensive, you know, and it's just one of those things where sometimes you have to take a step back and say, hey, listen. Yeah, and there, there we go with honesty. Like, we have to face it with honesty. There was never a day where, where you didn't or you couldn't come to me and say, hey, Natalia, we need to talk about this because, you know, this sounded this way or this was done this way or this was done the other way. That communication and that honesty was always there. And I think that's why we we made such a good team when we worked together because we, we communicated everything. It, it didn't matter if it was good, if it was bad, if it was some mistake that we made, like it didn't matter. We always talk to each other about it. And I, I think a lot of managers don't have that relationship and with, with their employees and and employees sometimes feel afraid or a little bit standoffish on going and saying or the other way around. Managers feel a little bit ashamed or standoffish to be like, oh, my God, you know, that sounded weird. Because then in this world that we live in, then racism get, gets involved and it's a whole deal. So a lot of people with language stuff, they stay away <laughs> from it. Because they don't want to get into this race thing, which it's not. It's 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 another language. It's 
fine. I mean, if you would know more than one language, you know that it's a little bit difficult to sometimes control the things that come out of your mouth because it's confusing out there. You guys need to understand a little bit confusing out here when we're trying to speak in a language and translate it from another and stuff like that. So um, I think it's sort of a a fear thing. You know, you. I think people are sometimes afraid. They don't want to come off as offensive, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's where honesty is kind of hardest sometimes, but that's why it's most important. You can't, you're not going to know, you're not going to learn, you're not going to understand, you're not going to help if you can't be honest, even when sometimes the situation might seem complicated or uncomfortable, you know, I, uh, trust me, the first time I was like, I had to talk to you and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, is she going to think that I'm being mean? Is she going to understand how I this. Yeah. How do I put this in a way where she understands that I'm on her side and I'm not necessarily criticizing. I'm just trying to understand that way I can help her. Yeah communicate in a situation like this again and for some reason we just clicked and it worked <laughs> yeah yeah because i don't care like i if yeah. you're giving me construct constructive criticism first of all i don't want to offend anyone i don't think anyone should be thinking about offending anyone right if, especially when you are speaking in a language that's not yours and when you go to other countries right you don't want to offend the people that are there so right i i don't have a problem with it a lot of people People might a lot of people that I know will be outraged by it but I don't because at the end of the day like you said the more knowledge I have the better and still I mess up in my words and still I mess up in things that I say but I can't change everything because hey I'm Puerto Rican and I'm I, my first Spanish <laughs> my first language is still Spanish so there's things that I, I, I can't I can work on it but it's never going to be perfect because it's just not who I am and same well, with other know, people you, in other cultures you said something very important that I think is one of the items that really classifies the difference when it comes to communication in a situation like that, and that's constructive. Yeah. I think that when it came to our working relationship or even our friendship, yeah. I think that anytime we have talked to each other, it has been constructive. It has never been about um, breaking each other down or mm-hmm. being destructive in any manner or being aggressive or rude. It was always constructive. Hey, guess what? I'm going to try to help you. Yeah. And let's understand each other and grow. Yeah, exactly. And that and that only made us grow. You know, that only made I, us look at the world differently. I changed my ways in some things. You changed your ways in some things. So, you know, it, it just made us grow. And I think that that is it's something that I can't put a value a price on it I can't it's just it's 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 an experience that it will be with me forever I agree so last but not least I want to know if you have any advice for job seekers out there that are facing an interview process within the hospitality industry or any other industry for that matter, or for those people responsible for conducting interviews and recruiting, um, other than what we've talked about, we've pretty much gone very deep on that. But do you have any advice for them? I I do. If you have, I would say the best advice that I can give anybody going into any type of interview process in the hospitality industry would be a couple of things. One, if you 
have the means and you are able, stay in a hotel. Stay in one before the interview. Know what you're walking into. Know what the atmosphere is like. Hang out in the lobby or during the dinner rush or in a bar or something. Know what you're interviewing for. Actually understand it. Be yourself. Most important. Be yourself. And when I say be yourself, I mean be true and honest to yourself. Know what you want when you're going into that interview. Be confident in your skill set. Be confident in the fact that you will answer the questions honestly Mm -hmm. and as personably as you can. And know that you are interviewing the person and the company as much as they are interviewing you. It's not where you're walking into a gunfire. You know, you are, or the line of fire. You are also, it is an equal part and I think that that's important and I think that a lot of people walk into interviews not understanding that I agree should walk into an interview being extremely confident because would you want the person who is interviewing you to be very timid and insecure and unsure of themselves? Absolutely not. You would think in your head, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? Be that person because you are the interviewer and the interviewee. Yeah, I agree with that. So remember it, know it, and hold your head up. Be honest. Yeah, we have to be honest. (laughs) Honestly, it goes a long way. It does. It goes a very, very long way. So that's all the questions that I have for you, Jessica. Thank you so much for being here with us and taking the time to spend this hour or so with us. I really do appreciate it. I think the information that you gave us is going to be super valuable to our followers, and they can learn a lot. So when they go into an interview, when all of this passes this crisis that we're living at and everything opens up and people start looking for jobs again. They have the right tools not only to go to an interview and kill it and get the job, but also if they're interviewing people to make those interviews more efficient so that they can hire employees that match their institution or their organization and then they can be more successful that way. So thank you so much again. I really do appreciate it. And Thank you um, for having me. It was it was so awesome having you with us today. And thank you guys again, um, everyone, for tuning in. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. On our next episode, we will be talking about teamwork, providing you tools and skills to strengthen your team. Don't miss it. It's going to be so, so interesting. Also, please be sure to check out our latest YouTube video, the one that I was talking about before, where we talked to Danelis Morales, the Nutrition Director for Plaza Health and Rehab in Florida, about the interview process in hospitals versus hospitality. And guys, it, they have so much in common. You will not believe it. It was a super interesting um, interview. And like I said before, it is in Spanish, but it does have English subtitles, and it's so worth it. All the links to our social media pages and our YouTube channel channel are available in the description of this episode. Thank you so much again, guys, for being here with us. That's all for today. Until next time. Bye, guys.